It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Today is actually February 3rd, and I don't like dating the episodes, but today's a big day because we are releasing workout number two for the fittest physio competition. So before we get into that, Brandon, how are you doing, man? Doing well, man. What did you think about the Super Bowl last night? Dude, it, it was fun. It was fun yeah. to watch. I love when it's at least a good game because I don't have a dog in a fight. Yeah. You know, my team is uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, so I never have a dog in a fight. Uh, but, you know, uh, Bengal pride anyway. Uh, so, you know, here come Joe Burrow. Uh, but <laughs> it was fun to watch. Um, Debo had a great game, you know, yeah. pulling for Debo, of course. Um, I think he had the most rush yards ever in a Super Bowl by a wide receiver, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, that, so that was fun to watch. I'm glad it was a game all the way through. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely stayed up past my bedtime. Yeah, man. I, I Debo probably got MVP if the Niners would have won. But, yeah. dude, Mahomes, I think we're seeing some greatness there. I mean, yeah. I think we might be seeing like LeBron James of football here. He is, he is a beast. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I really have a dog in the fight. I'm a Panthers fan, so you know, <laughs> you of, not as bad as being a Bengals fan, maybe. But so, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, he he's amazing, dude. Yeah, it's interesting. He um, he, it looked like he was like uncharacteristically struggling in the beginning. I knew he threw a couple of picks. Mm-hmm. He actually is the, only the third person, ever third quarterback to win Super Bowl MVP with more than one interception. Mm-hmm. It's like him, Bradshaw, and Brady at different times or something. Um, but uh, he came back and looked really good that fourth quarter, and and yeah, yeah they pulled it out. But, yeah, what you about the halftime show, man? Uh, I'm a fan, man. Yeah. I, all I know is like I hope I, I can do anything even close to that when I'm in my 40s and 50s. So yeah. give shout out to Shakira and J Lo for being able to like basically defy aging. Yeah, I saw <laughs> a lot of haters on my newsfeed. A lot of people complained about it, but it's yeah. it's it's Miami and it's yeah. a, a, a Latino performance. What yeah, do you expect? Right. I mean, there's going to be some ass shaking. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the outfits were interesting. Yeah. Uh, I am. A little, like you mentioned this earlier, and I hadn't thought about it. There's no pit bull, man. It's uh, yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Worldwide. I, I mean, how can Mr. Worldwide not be on there? <laughs> but um, I guess, you know, that wasn't the thing. They had a couple other guests. But um, I feel like it's hard to have a Super Bowl show in Miami and the theme be more of a Latin theme and not yeah. have pit bull there. Yeah, no, it was great, man. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was, inter- it was entertaining. Yeah. It was entertaining. So let's, let's dive into this workout. So uh, event two, this one's event two. sponsored by Crossover Symmetry. So we're very excited about that. The male and female winners get a hip and a core system. And also all the participants get a 15% discount on anything ordered from their site. And we have sent an email about that. We will send another email about, about that this week with the discount code for that. Right. But shout out to them. And that was very generous. To be yeah, able for to sure, that. man. We love their stuff. Yep. We use it in clinic. We use it in the gym. I mean, they're, they're, their stuff is so high quality a lot of times bands break all the time but yeah. it feels like I've, we've had our crossover stuff for years yeah. and it's still going strong right absolutely so uh, 
the reason why crossover symmetry is sponsoring this is because um, their equipment is very, very appropriate because we're going to get some gymnastics involved with this. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and read this out. So for those of you who had not seen it yet on social media, event two is AMRAP in 10 minutes. So as many reps as possible. We're going to start out with three rounds of 15 deadlifts. So that's 135 pounds for the males, 95 for the females, 15 hand release push-ups into three rounds of 12 hang power cleans with that 135, 95, 12 handstand push-ups. And then finally in the remaining time, you're going to handstand walk. Yeah, man, this is going to be a fun one. So if you think, you know, with what we're trying to do here, uh, 10 minutes was the time frame we were going for here for a very specific reason, right? We're trying to test the entire continuum of fitness. So we released a, a, a shorter and quicker, you know, really fast burner couplet in the, on our first workout, right? And, and we're going to, you know, I've already, we already kind of teased at it. We're probably going to have some kind of max effort lift coming at some point, but then also we're going to get long with a couple workouts. So that 10 minute time frame was what we were shooting for here. And like you mentioned, we were trying to add in an element of some gymnastics in there. So that's where that handstand push up and handstand walk come in. But we know, you know, the, we also think that those should be something that you, you earn by getting there too. So it starts out with uh, a hand release push up, uh, something that's going to be a little bit uh, easier for, for the masses to at least start. So deadlifts and hand release push ups at a relatively light deadlift weight, again, 35 to uh, 135 and 95 pounds there. So that first part, everyone should be able to crush. And then going from there, you move in that same weight. Now you have to do a slightly more complex movement uh, on the bar and a slightly more complex gymnastics movement, moving into hang power cleans and into a hands, handstand push-up. And if you can make it through that, boom, you get to walk on your hands, right? Which is the, the fun stuff too. But there's a lot of work to be done before you get there. So I think that this one is, is a fun one because it's going to have something for everybody. Uh, and, and those elite individuals are going to have a couple minutes to really accumulate some distance there. Dude, them triceps are going to be smoked. Yeah, man. So let's back up a little bit. So we, we are going to give a little more information about movement standards as the event draws closer, but those hand release push-ups, we, yeah. we, I want to talk about it because we wanted to use this as an opportunity to sort of educate um, the public about the new army PFT standards, right? Because yeah. these, these hand release push-ups are going to be uh, part of that physical fitness test, that battery there. Uh, but there are some, it's a little bit different than what you might think, a little bit different than what you typically see in CrossFit. You want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, so that's uh, in, in historically in CrossFit, you, your hands just have to lift up. And a lot of times people just lift the palm up and their fingers remain down. And, and it's kind of hard to tell sometimes whether hands actually left the ground, that kind of thing. But as you mentioned, the, the Army uh, now has their, their combat fitness test that's a little bit different and includes deadlifts for one. And part of it now, instead of the old push-up standard, is a hand-release push-up. And for that, uh, you know, we're lucky enough. Our front desk coordinator, Chelsea, is captain, and and she uh, is also someone who has gone through a lot of the training to be able to train up her units and, and to be able to perform the test. So she knows all the standards. And we were going through it the other day, and we we're talking about what it looks like. And it, it's something that that makes it a little bit more clear. So your hands not only are lifting up, but they actually have to go out, and they have to be outside of your shoulders. And then you have to be able to bring your hands back under underneath you so it's almost more of like a slide out and in versus an up and down for like a hand release the release actually goes out we're going to have a video to explain all of this for all the standards for all the workouts once this uh um the competition kicks off in march uh, but it is definitely a different standard for individuals but uh, i think it's going to be fun because it will make it a little more obvious that the person truly is on the ground and it translates over into something that a lot of our our, our patients and our clients and our athletes uh, our people that are training to to go into the military are going to have to do right you know, it's going to slow it down just a little bit too, but right. you're definitely not going to forget that whenever you have to work with a patient who has to do this for a living for sure. Yep. So w with that said, we, we also want to take the opportunity just to use this episode to talk about some handstand 
progressions, right? So, yeah. um, and, and you got five weeks until the, until you're going to have to do this workout. So you got time to start to work through this a little bit, to try to get a little bit confident in what those movements are, maybe build up some strength, volume, mobility, that sort of thing. So Josh, where do you like to start with this? Yeah, man. So that's, that's a good question because I think there can be a few different reasons why someone is unable to perform handstand pushups well. One, it could be a strength thing, right? It could just be the person is not strong enough yet. And, and if that's the case, you know, in five weeks, we know we're probably not going to make a ton of strength adaptations in those five weeks, but we can at least start chipping away at that. And for long-term development, that's the way to start. So it could be it's starting as simple as a wall pushup for someone who really is, is more on the uh, you know, lower end of that strength curve there and, and progressing into a push-up with their hands elevated so that way the angle they're not completely flat then into standard push-ups right horizontal pushing whether it be a push-up or a bench press or, or a dumbbell bench press or anything you want to do floor pressing anything that is more in that horizontal plane um, and you can keep progressing those that pressing too and you can do a ton of um, you know landmine pressing and overhead pressing as well but while you're building up that strength in more of like traditional pushing uh, elements, I also want to get that person starting to get used to being upside down. So for me, uh, I like to use a box. It's an easy way to kind of get the lower body elevated and, and start to get them up uh, upside down and start putting some some load through their upper extremities while in that inverted position and working um, maybe into a, a, you know, a box handstand where they are uh, almost fully inverted. Um, and then from that, you can start working you know, push-ups in that position too, where they're doing almost box handstand push-ups or even just a V-shape on the ground where they're starting to get a, a basically a closed chain upper body pushing exercise. Um, and then eventually I'm trying to get them to where I can get up onto uh, the wall. And uh, one way to do that would be uh, using more of a wall walk or something where they actually are nose towards the wall. So they can walk up their, hand, their feet up a little bit. So they end up getting more in that inverted position and only having them go up as far up as they feel comfortable and also maintaining a really good um, you know, hollow body position as they're doing that, right? We don't want to have a, a, you know, them sagging through the, through the middle as they go into that wall walk, but eventually getting them inverted. Um, so we're building strength through our, our traditional pushing, um, you know, traditional pushing exercises, getting them upside down in a non-threatening way using maybe a box or just simply like a downward dog position, working up onto the wall. And then once we're on the wall, I love to start with negatives once they really can control their body. Once they can slowly lower themselves, I think it's a great way to overload that movement. Then I'll have them come off the wall once they get down to their head, kick back up and do that same thing. Negative, slow, a lot of time under tension, really exaggerating the, that load eccentrically there. And, and it's a great way to build strength in that specific movement pattern. And then once you really are getting close there, uh, for me, it's a strict before kipping thing, right? Just like anything else. I want them to be able to control everything slowly prior to adding in more of that dynamic movement there um, and then teaching that kipping technique. Now, um, when we get to that point where you're teaching the kipping technique, uh, they're, they're, you'll hear some different things of how you like to do it. Personally, um, I like to make sure that their hands and head relationship is in a good uh, good place. For me, it's more of like a tripod. Um, with I don't want their hands and their head to be in a straight line while they're on the ground, with their heads on the ground. I almost want it to be a little bit of a triangle. So their hands are actually a little bit in front of where their head is. Almost like if you think about a barbell strict press, right? Um, as the bar uh, is passing your forehead, which is essentially where you are at the bottom of the handstand pushup, the bar is slightly in front of your body, right? And so I think if we come down and our head's right in between our hands in a straight line, we're not in, a, in an optimal position to push. So I want to make sure that the pushing person is in a great, um, a great tripod position. And then I like to coach more bringing the knees towards the elbows, so a little bit wider. Um, and then making sure when they're at that bottom position, they bring their knees down before they kip. I want to make sure when they do, their, their shins are vertical. 
So when they have a vertical shin and they go to actually apply that force to their lower body in that kip, they're more likely to apply that force directly up, which is what I want. What you see sometimes is people bring their knees down. They keep a ton of knee flexion, essentially. They keep their heels near their butt. And then when they kick, they actually kick into the wall. And they kick into the wall too early. And if you kick into the wall too early, you're actually going to add friction on the way up. Right? It's, it's not only going to limit how much force you're driving in, kind of a, in terms of the, the vertical vector that you're trying to apply force, but also now you're, at, you're making it harder because you have to drag your feet along the wall on the whole way up. So for me, I like to coach the shin angle when they bring down into that kip, making sure their kip is in the right direction, and then getting their feet together at the top with their toes pulled up towards their shin. So maximal dorsiflexion if you're thinking of it that way. So feet together, dorsiflex, because we know historically CrossFit use standards in which the heels um, have to get over a line. So if someone gets their toes pointed, sometimes it actually makes it harder for them to reach that standard. So it's kind of contrary to, to popular belief or, or what you would normally do with a handstand. I actually want their heels up and their toes pulled back, um, but which is a, a little bit different. But um, that's a lot right there, I know. But so I think for the person that's listening, or if you're working with somebody, you have to determine what do they need to work on? Is it strength or is it the technique of the movement? And then if it's strength while I'm doing that, I'm at least exposing them to those inverted positions. I love that, man. So we got a nice, nice linear progression, essentially going from upright to inverted. Makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense to do it in that manner. Uh, working on movement competency, realizing that there is a fair amount of skill and technique involved with this yep. too. One other thing too, I've been thinking about, so I've been practicing these the last couple of weeks and I've gained, I gained a little weight over the holidays, <laughs> maybe 10, 15 pounds. I know there's that, there's that inverted relationship between pull-ups and body weight, right? Weight goes down, pull-ups go up. Yeah. Same deal for the handstand <laughs> yeah. push-ups, man. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be probably trying to cut like eight to 10 pounds um, yeah. the couple of weeks leading up to this thing. Cause that's probably my only hope to get through these efficiently because my technique is not the best, not one of my, my better movements. Um, but five weeks, man, we got time. Five got time weeks, to get better. Yeah, for sure, man. And, and you got, you know, mass moves mass. So you're going to be yeah. better able to move that barbell though. So you don't want to, you don't want to lose too, too yeah, much. Sorry. Nothing's free, right? <laughs> Nothing's free. Yeah. yeah so. free. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and then the other thing too, is those handstand walks, man. I, I got to think yeah. that that's going to feel way different at the end of this workout yeah, compared man. to being fresh and, you know, working on it as some skill work, you know, yep. workout, that kind of thing too. Yeah. It's like, if you think about from previous opens, you know, of course we're, we're looking at previous open type workouts a lot of times when you're trying to come up with these mixed modal qualifier type events. And, you know, we've had handstand pushups and handstand walking in the open. And oftentimes the handstand walking has come following something that had a, a previous demand on your, your pushing. So uh, it's been uh, the last, last year and then two years prior to that, because last year's was a repeat. Uh, it was deadlifts and handstand push-ups and, and um, then deadlifts into handstand walking. So it was something uh, where the deadlift got heavier rather than for this where we're changing what the movement is at the same weight, though. And they went handstand push-ups into handstand walking. For us, we're doing slightly less handstand push-ups, but we're prefacing that with a bunch of hand release push-ups. So uh, it will be a similar type of feel like that. Um, and then previously, too, if you remember two years ago, I believe it, you had strict handstand push-ups and you went into handstand walking later, too. And, and that one, we're not making these handstand push-ups strict. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully that it makes it a little bit easier as we go. But again, you have those hand release push-ups. I remember going into that handstand walk after the strict handstand push-ups and thinking that was rough. Um, yep. so, you know, that, that really had me fatigued there. So. Um, it, it definitely will feel a little different than if you're just practicing it uh, in a non-fatigue setting. Yeah, for sure, ma'am. Well, um, also wanted to address a couple of the frequently asked questions that we had. Yeah. Know, so there's two we had recently. So one is, when are you going to release the movement standards? What are you going to do for that? Yeah, man. So there's there, there's a couple things with that, right? So. 
we were releasing some of these early, right? And, I, and I, so I'm totally cool with everybody practicing it, right? We wouldn't release them early if we truly wanted people not to ever practice any of these. So I want you to practice, but you know, also from a, a movement standard perspective, we release the standards early too. It's hard to control when the videos are taken, right? And so right. this is supposed to be a five-day uh, competition. Do the workouts within those five days, so you can practice beforehand. So part of it too is is making sure that the standards are are released a little bit closer, so that way we can control a little bit about maybe when the videos are done because you'll have to, uh, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, you know, we're going to have with each workout, you're going to have to say a word in your video that shows that you, uh, you uh, were recording it in the right time. It's the easiest way for us to do it. Some qualifiers have done that in the past. You'd say almost like a password when you do it um, to make sure that it's within the window. Um, and so with, with things like that, to make sure that it's a little bit more um, uniform across everybody, kind of even the playing field. Um, but we will have those vi those videos coming out probably the week before uh, as we lead into that competition. So you will have full standards videos before you go. Next question, are there going to be scaled versions of the workouts? Yes, for sure. We recognize, you know, that, that um, we all have different abilities, right? We want everybody to be able to come and play and have some fun in this whole thing. I mean, that's the whole point is leading from the front. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be the best athlete. It just means that our lifestyle and our choices and what we do demonstrates what we want our patients to do. And so for us, it's not necessarily about, you know, you have to be the best athlete to, to be a good PT, right? But we do think being, you know, fitness forward, as Jeff, as Jeff Moore, our previous guest of ours uh, would say, is is very important. So for us, scaled versions are great because um, it lets everybody get in on the fun and that's the whole point of it. So we will have some scaled versions of every workout that will have a slightly lighter loading um, and also reduce some of the complexity of the different gymnastics movements uh, that should uh, hopefully encompass uh, most of the individuals that want to that participate. Mm -hmm. Outstanding. So Event two, go event ahead two. go ahead and register at local-comp.com and get on that email list, right? We got yeah. emails coming at you guys with um, sneak peeks of the upcoming workouts, mm -hmm. talking a little bit more about the prizes, discount codes that are available yeah. to participants, all the above. Come see us at CSM next weekend, right? It's coming yeah, out I quick. Can't believe that? That's yeah. going to be so much fun, man. So we present uh, 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock on Saturday, on the 15th. Saturday, the 15th. I'm yeah, excited, 1 o'clock Saturday, the 15th. And then snowmobiling the day after. Snowmobiling yeah. right after, man. So right. if you don't get an episode from Brandon and I on <laughs> no, no, Tuesday, the 17th, uh, we may have not made <laughs> right. it back. That's right. um, but we're, we're going to try our best. Maybe we need to record that one beforehand just in <laughs> case we're out of commission. Hey, I, I got a disability policy, so I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, before we sign off, I'm going to take a minute to thank all our listeners for for listening, right? I want to thank y'all for all the shout outs and all the Instagram stories, the reposts, the reviews on, on uh, iTunes, all that stuff is good. We love you guys. Have a great week. Good luck training. We'll be back next Monday. And one last thing, if you liked the episode, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review. That way we can reach more people. And if you have any questions, a topic that you want us to cover, or maybe a person that you think we should interview, hit us up on Instagram at Better Faster Podcast. You can also keep up with updates on our physical therapy and strength and conditioning businesses by giving us follows at Vertex PT and at Vertex Strength. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a great week, and we'll be back next Monday. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor of physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.